I'm Jamoke Davis, your host here, ready for another hour of power talking sports that I care about. Things that are in my mind, things that I'm watching, things that I'm reading, things that I'm listening to with regards to the sports landscape, betting, a little bit of everything. And of course, we've got Haley's comments, which I'm looking forward to get to later in the show we're gonna talk some NCAA some NFL come on you can't talk how can we not talk about Nick Saban uh the bubble bachelorette and billboard music awards are all coming up soon in Haley's comments but first I wanted to start the show talking about how I am a believer who isn't a believer who doesn't love second chances Great stories of reunions, people coming back together. And I've got my list of people that uh, I would like to have a reunion with and come back with. And one of them were Haley Four. So I'm excited that we're back together on the show here. And, you know, as I thought more and more about it, and it ran across my Twitter feed that Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets. Of course, the first team that came to my mind is the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? How perfect would it be for Le'Veon Bell to go back to the Steelers? Two reasons, two reasons. Look, Steelers undefeated. It's not like they need Le'Veon Bell. James Conner has done an admirable job as a number one running back. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry since taking over for Le'Veon Bell in 2018. Remember, Le'Veon Bell held out in 2018 trying to get a, you know, a bigger deal from the Steelers, and he didn't get it. And, you know, focusing on this season, but also I guess you could kind of talk about last season, but without Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers have done well. They have done well without Le'Veon Bell and Brown. But it would be such a beautiful story. You know, a story of redemption, a story of second chances for a player that we all know and love as fans of football. When you watch the Killer Bees, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, they were amazing together. And if he can go back to Pittsburgh, it's a reunion of sorts, a great story, and the Steelers would just be a much better football team. I mean, my man averaged 129 yards from scrimmage in the five seasons that he played in Pittsburgh. Four seasons, excuse me, because 2018 he held out. But it would just be amazing to have him come back. And that team could use a, a counterpunch to James Conner. Why not? You got J.J. Smith-Schuster on one side, Chase Claypool on the other side. You got Le'Veon Bell behind you and James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger back as uh, as the one of the top quarterbacks that I think is underrated when you think of him being one of the top quarterbacks. He's never talked on that same level of uh, um, Tom Brady, uh, 
Um, maybe I'd say you would probably say Tom Brady is number one, you know, and, and below that you say maybe Aaron Rodgers. And I, I just feel like Ben Roethlisberger is not talked about on the same level as I'm talking about the two players that are playing now. Um, and, and I think Ben Roethlisberger belongs up there, but he just doesn't get the praise that I think he does. But bottom line, as I started with, Le'Veon Bell to the Steelers would be a great story. A great story. And I hope it happens. I hope it happens. We'll see. All right. Before you bet at your favorite online sportsbook this season, you need to check out the propsnetwork.com. And coming up on the propsnetwork.com is Haley Bohr. We've got Haley's comments coming up. I'm really excited. Why? Because the Props Network will tell you everything you need to know about sportsbook promos, where to score free bets, and, and all of the legal betting options in your state. That's right. There's a number of them now. Plus, the Props Network now is live odds comparison for the NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball as well. So you can make every bet knowing that you've got the best value available. That's why the PropsNetwork.com is a must for any U.S. sports betting fan. Please remember, you have to be 21 and over the bet. And do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Then call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And if you're Le'Veon Bell, you're calling the Steelers and Mike Tomlin today to say, please, please take me back. Please take me back. Okay. Let's get ready for Haley's comments. And we've got a lot of loaded comments today. And I'm really looking forward to jumping into them. And I kind of want the last one first, but um, we'll go in the order that Haley has set up. Haley should be coming on here shortly. Hi, Haley. How are you? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing good. And you? I'm fantastic. Yeah. Good morning to you. Yes. You I, I, I have my bowl of cereal right next to me. I ate that a little bit as I was kind of getting ready for today. And I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I look forward to my Monday and Thursday mornings. It's a lot of fun, and I finally get to talk Best. about a lot of things that I want to talk about, and you and I can chat. So this is great. Absolutely. New chair? Oh, New chair. Comfy. Actually, so Justin's on a road trip, so I um, commandeered his video game chair. Oh. Hoping he doesn't see this because <laughs> this is where he sits and plays Destiny. <laughs> so let's hope not, okay. huh? I got uh, Brittany Zamar on the chat. Lev Bell to the NFC E champs, E-A-G-L-E-S. The Eagles, I don't know. Oh, boy. E oh. That would be rough. Oh, if he goes there, that would not be good for my Washington football team. But we'll see, Brittany. At least he'd be in Pennsylvania. So, you know, shout out to Brittany for that. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Haley's comments. What do we got? All right. I'm going to um, defer to your request and we're going to start Ooh. out with the billboard music awards How about okay that? okay Malone, you a posty fan okay okay i i don't understand what's going on with post malone okay you start off because I, I could go on forever okay i i am a post malone fan yes i am so he like he slept he swept he like cleaned up at the billboard music awards but i was just transfixed that they put on this entire show that he performed from an undisclosed location, thanks to COVID, but it looked like he was performing from a power plant. Did you see that? Okay. 
What is with the undisclosed location? Is it just to garner more attention because no one was going to watch the Billboard Music Awards? Because by the way, I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I was like, oh, wait, the Billboard Music Awards are on? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I can't say that I think um, it was a security. It was a security move. Um, but perhaps it was. Maybe it was to bring some mystique to the show, but I don't know. I was into it. I mean, do they really think that they couldn't have gotten a show off the ground with uh, Post Malone? You know, maybe maybe it was like a crowd precaution. They didn't want crowds to gather if they did it in a public place that was disclosed. That, and that's know. a possibility. I did, I did see the replays of it, and I saw Lizzo wearing the vote dress. And mm -hmm. yes, it did look like Post Malone is in the factory. Doesn't he do Cheetos or Doritos commercials? I don't I, know, because I'm, I'm not watching American TV now, so I'm missing out on all of that advertising. Oh, oh, the yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. He does some kind of Cheetos commercial, and I thought he was maybe going to bring out a bag of Cheetos, but he did not. But yeah, I don't quite understand the Post Malone undisclosed location. My guess, it wasn't a real undisclosed location. That's my guess. But it did look like he was in a factory. Well, I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah. All right. All right. For all we know, he could have been in Japan. We don't know. All this we don't know. Them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. We're going we're to start out with some sports now. Got that okay. out of the way. Okay. All right, let's go to some baseball, also in LA. Um, the Braves could have used some work from the power plant that Post Malone was, was at the other night um, performing. Their offense kind of fell flat. Um, but kind of. Anything, um, <laughs> their pitching imploded in the first inning. The Braves Dodgers set a record for MLB postseason. Most runs scored in one inning with 11 in the first inning. That's just brutal, Jamoke, brutal. One guy, Kyle Wright, the starter, gave up 11 runs. No, wait, I'm sorry. That's I'm wrong. So it was split into two appearances in that first inning, but 11 run first inning. But it wasn't like a string of RBI singles, Jamoke. It wasn't that terrible, you know, like – it's not like the manager left him in and said, all right, I'm just going to let him suffer. It was like, bam, 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 like bad location. Like you make one mistake and it costs you four runs with a grand slam. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't just like slow torture to watch. It was very unfortunate, um, but it wasn't on, you know, 50 pitches. Um, so Shimoke at this point in the, in the game, first inning, down 11 nothing. at what mm -hmm. point do you just say all right you guys can take this one we're going to give our pitchers a break sit our starters at what point do you just wave the white flag and say have fun here's some meatballs that's what me. that's what i'm saying we talked about it earlier about the mercy rule a couple of shows ago <laughs> like yes not only did they score 11 runs but they score all 15 of their runs in the first third innings it was like the game is over the Braves gave up six runs in 64 innings before 22 runs allowed in their last six innings leading up to the 15 right. runs. It's just, it's insane. And the thing is, okay, so here's the first thing. I enjoyed watching it, right? It was a lot of fun, a lot You're of sick. offense. You're sick. 
I can't, but, I can't I, watch that kind of thing. No, I love offense. I know, I know. I'm not <laughs> like a. I couldn't even. For real, the crazy thing is, I would enjoy this game. I enjoyed this game more than I probably would a complete game shutout or no right. hitter. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I guess. 1A would be if you're watching somebody just mowing everybody down, that would be fun. Yeah. But the thing for me is after about five runs, I was like, save some for the other games. Like I feel like the Dodgers just like let it all out. And then all of a sudden they're just going to lose the next two games. Be like, okay, raise one, move on. Yeah. I mean, you only have so many hits in you in a series, right? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Yes. So I kind of feel that way. Save a grand slam for game four. Something, man. Right. You probably put up so many hours, but Monty. mm, mm. Um, All right. So we're going to move along. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that series. We'll probably be talking about it next week or two weeks from now. Um, But the Braves lead two to one. Dodgers got themselves on the board. All right, so we're going to talk some NCAA. We haven't really gotten to discuss too much when it comes to NCAA because of, well, COVID. But um, Mm -hmm. this week, the NCAA approved a plan, basically a framework that will be ratified in January, and it would allow players to profit from their name and likeness, known as a nil. um, Mm -hmm. That's a legal term. Um, So this could potentially – now, caveat here. States have their own laws. Notice I'm holding a baseball. I just realized that. It's a nervous habit. <laughs> really? You just hold it, a baseball all the time? Yeah, I'll be watching TV and I'll just. Yeah. Yeah. I love, the, I love the scenes, you know, the scenes. Oh, in- I know. It really, it's satisfying. Yeah. It's satisfying. <laughs> um, but, okay, so this new law or framework that's being put into place by the NCAA is going to face a lot of hurdles when it comes to state laws. So Jamoke, we're looking at potentially some schools in certain states being allowed to offer athletes who could then come and profit from their name and likeness. Whereas other states, let's say Florida is a go, those athletes mm-hmm. can profit. Louisiana, it's not. The state law prohibits athletes from profiting at the amateur level. So if a recruit's looking at University of Florida and LSU, if he's a top tier five, five star recruit, probably going to be a Gator. I mean, are we looking at kind of a stratification technique here with NCAA? I mean, this could pose entirely new conflict when it comes to, you know, determining where, where the powerhouse programs are being built. So in my mind, I say allow the players to make, allowing the players to profit off of their name and likeness is the best way to not only pay the players, but it keeps you out of trying to come up with just a straight pay structure. All athletes are getting paid in college now. No. To me, that doesn't make sense because you can't determine the value. Like, I mean, you kind of can, but a quarterback versus an offensive lineman or a basketball player versus a soccer player or a swimmer or a tennis player. So I don't like the thought of just making this blanket. All college athletes need to get paid now. And I certainly don't like you saying, oh, well, football and basketball, only team players that need to get paid, the other schools, whatever you know, or, or teams, whatever. So I like the idea. It's the simplest form. 
You know, and I go way back, obviously, for some people who don't know, this really was started by Ed O'Bannon, UCLA, who wanted to make money off of his name. He was one of the best players in college basketball back then. Before that, you could go back to the Fab Five in Michigan when Chris Weber and Jawan Howard were like, yo, everybody's buying our jersey. They're buying all of these baggy shorts and we aren't making any money off of it. I think it's only fair if you look at the players today to be able to say, Trevor Lawrence, we're going to put Lawrence on the back of Clemson jerseys. You get to make money off of all of the Lawrence jerseys sold. I think that's as far as you can. You should go. He shouldn't make, if it's just a plain Clemson jersey, even if people love Trevor Lawrence, it shouldn't be made off of that. It should be moving forward. We're going to put names on jerseys, maybe T-shirt jerseys too, you know, whatever the case may be, if it's for them and it's their likeness, then they should make money in a video game. Plus, as you talk about these states where amateurs can't make money, then I got one word for you. Trust. Put it in a trust. When they graduate, boom, here's your money. Hmm. There you go. And I think problem solved. And probably somebody who is way smarter than me in these states going to say, well, actually, the law say you can't do a trust is no different from what you were doing. Whatever the case may be, bottom line, that's what I like. That's what I feel like would be the easiest solution is to pay the players for their name and likeness. Well, I think Alabama players would benefit from that. I mean, look at that fan base. Look at basically any fan base in the SEC. Those guys, those superstars would be, they'd be rolling up to practice in like a Lamborghini, probably. Probably. And the mom, the mom, you know, she can buy the jersey too, you know, the the brother help him make some money. Yeah. Like an investment. (laughs) Nick Saban tested positive for COVID-19. He said he wasn't really feeling any symptoms and he felt fine, but he broke it to his team this week over Zoom. And the the, Alabama's facing Georgia on Saturday. Um, So Nick Saban is going to be coaching remotely. How bizarre. So I want to riff with you a little bit what we think this is going to look like. Is there going to be a little Zoom robot roaming around the sidelines on Saturday? Are we going to see an intern running around with an iPad with Saban on FaceTime or something? <laughs> you, Kaylee, Ailey, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what I expect is some young kid that they're going to say, you've got to wear the iPad like right here. It's going to have Nick Saban's face on it, wear it around your neck, and you're going to just march up and down the sideline so he can stay with the yard marker. He can follow the yard marker all the way up the field. He can march up and down like Nick Saban does. You can see Nick Saban's face. Everyone would tune in to watch. Now, I'm the metaphorical headset. Yes, yes. That would hopefully he's wearing a headset in the iPad too. So the intern's got one on and he's got one on. He's like, rip off the headset. He rips his off. And the, the kid rips his off. That would be great. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. What a uh, I am sad for him. Uh, the athletic director, Greg Byrne, has it too. Feel the burn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anybody to get COVID, but I wonder no. if both of them are looking at each other like, who gave who gave it to you? Who gave it to you? You gave it to me? <laughs> you gave it to me? Like, I'm not happy about this. But this is a big game going up against Georgia and you're not able to be there, I know it eats him up. And uh, just, I don't know if it matters to anyone else, but I'm going for Georgia. All right. I'm going for Georgia. Perhaps. I'm a a big, 
I am a big Aga fan as um as uh I'm I, I had it up here and then now I don't have it. Give me a moment. I wanted to look at the the lines here for the for the game. But go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna move on to NFL, so I'll give you time. Oh, okay. Well, we, so but it's more technology, I gotta warn you. It's more technology. It's yeah, um I which I'm excited about, except for when I think of the Houston Astros, that's the last thing we want is more technology. And I have yeah. to apologize. Yeah. I had it right here and now I don't have it. I'm really frustrated. But okay, let's move Sounds on. Sounds like we have a tweet coming after the show. Yeah, okay. We got okay. that info with the tweet loaded. <laughs> All right, NFL. All right, a lot of moms, some dads, but NFL moms are notorious for being very good fans, very devoted fans. A lot of moms are sitting at home this season upset because they don't have their seats in the second row behind behind the end zone and they're not making those road trips once a week ezekiel elliott's mom is one of those poor moms who's stuck at home she's in kansas city instead of going down to texas for game day now zeke actually made it up to his mom he bought her a nice tv outfitted her basement with some nice couches so she can be comfortable on game day and watch the games now i talk about this in my family a lot, what do we want in our fantasy game room for watching games? What would make it the most ideal game watching experience? I want to know you have no budget, Jamoke. What are you putting in your game watching room? I can put anything I want in there, right? Anything. Anything. Okay. First thing I'm putting is I must have five televisions. I want one big 65 inch television in the middle. And then a couple of, I, they don't, I don't mind if they're smaller. Let's make them like 32 inch televisions on the side. So I can have a bunch of games going. Sometimes I can maybe even have a movie and I'm partially watching as well. Um, that's definitely something I want in my room. I want the chair like on Seinfeld where it's the old school recliner but it's got the refriger little refrigerator on the side so I can quickly grab a drink like George does when he's he was lounging in my in his apartment. I definitely want that. I want chips on the other side. I I want everything to be voice control. TV yeah. 1, put it on Red Zone. TV 2, put it on CBS. I that so it has to be like that. You don't want um, you don't want to lift a finger. I don't want to lift a finger. I want a camera on me. I want I want to have a second screen so if any of my family and friends, we can interact, we can have our own second screen where we're chatting back and forth. So almost Art. have like a, a a you know, a little security type camera up in the ceiling that's facing, you know, my game room. I'll have all of my memorabilia, the same stuff I have behind me plus some new trinkets that I'm going to add once the gate, my, you know, my little setup behind me is completed. Um, definitely a plush couch. And I would love it if the floor is either a court from one of my teams or, you know, I like to walk in grass in my feet. Oh, weird. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, like I actually would like if there was like, um, fake grass, but that felt like real grass. Yeah. That, or, or I know this is crazy. This is actually another room that I like, so it doesn't really work in the winter time, but I kind of want a beach room where it's just Ooh. sand. 
Okay. And I could put my feet in the sand and I have a plan it's for how to build it. It's your so it's my, you're right. So you're right. Have, so that's, you can have your beach. Yeah. You can have your beach. I'm going with love sacks all throughout the room. I'm going with one TV, individual monitors then at the love sacks. I've, I've thought about Oh, this. that's good. So, right. You have your main TV and then you have your little iPad where you can like, you know, check what else you want to, you know, check in on. Um, I have a massage chair, you know, like when Brookstone was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chair. Got one of those. Are they still, a, are they not a thing anymore? No. Wow. I used to go and sit in those stores. I'm telling you, I used to go and sit for an hour, maybe, sampling those massage chairs. So I'd have one of those. Okay. Um, okay. Aside from that, I'd have a slushy machine and obviously the bar oh, in the slushy. back. Yeah, the bar. Just because that's Yeah, tacky. Day yeah, when people are coming over, right. you know, you got to have the bar. You're right. You're right. Right. But the Dang. love sacks are key. The love sacks are key and a bunch of comfy blankets and... Ideal yeah. for a launching situation. So when you come back to the States, you're yes. going to build this, right? That's like a top priority. Of course. Of course. Can you sponsor it? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, well, well, not only sponsor, we'll also talk to Sam. We'll get the props network to there we throw go. some stuff in there. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man. I, I do want a room like that. I'm, I'm going to be building something very soon. Um, so I don't have an unlimited budget. My wife is going to set the number and I will go from there. All right. That's a I'll take pictures and show you. Yeah, it'll keep, keep me out of, out of trouble. All right. So the NBA bubble life, it's over. Players celebrated on Twitter, a lot of expletives. They got the you know what out of there. You've been cooped up for months in a hotel. Um, same room, you've been seeing the same faces over and over and over. Of course you've been playing, but sometimes when you're in a season and it's a grind, you need a way to get out, remove yourself. You don't have the outlet. You can't go to the driving range. You can't go to the movie theater. You're stuck in the NBA bubble. So I want to know, Jamoke, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get released from the bubble? Okay. So thinking about this. I'm, I'm going to say it's the NBA bubble, okay? Mm. I've got two scenarios. If it's an NBA bubble, you know where I'm going first? I'm going right around the corner. You're already there. Just say, let me stay here in the bubble. I'm going to Disney. I would go to the Star Wars, um, you know, dis display, oh, Star Wars amusement park. Excuse me, I couldn't think. Uh, maybe even stay in the Star Wars hotel, assuming they have it there. Mm. Um, you know, keep the family right there in Orlando. Let's go to Epcot Center. Let's go see the castle. You know, let's do the whole Disney thing because realistically, probably the thing that really blew your mind most of all is that you were right here at Disney and you couldn't go to Disney. Yeah, right? You no, were like no. right here. And the thing is the beach is close by. So you can go to the beach. You can go to Disney Springs and go shopping. I'd spend another week or two in Orlando. And then I would say, bye Orlando. I'd see you in like five years, but just get it out of the way. Enjoy Disney, enjoy the beach, enjoy the warm weather and the sun and you know, all of that good stuff that Orlando and Florida has to offer and then say I'm out. Yeah. Okay. 
That's fair. Very fair assessment. What are you I, doing? I however think I think I'm running to that airplane and I'm gonna run home. I'm gonna get some Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle yeah. weird meals. Can't really customize too much in the bubble. Gonna get my Chipotle and go sit in my fantasy game room in the basement on my love stack on my own furniture and watch TV. And look for the Post Malone commercial. (laughs) (laughs) You go back. Tie it all together. Tie it all together. See some faces that I haven't been looking at for the past like several weeks. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a liberating feeling. Getting out of the bubble. It, it is. You're you're not in a bubble, but I feel like you are kind of kind in a of, bubble from where of. you are. Yeah. Why Chipotle? That's your favorite spot. Shout out to Chipotle. Send us a box yeah, of that. Yeah. Another sponsorship. There we go. Because I'm assuming that I would get out of the bubble on a Sunday and couldn't go to Chipotle. Oh. You know? I don't know. It's just an assumption I have. Actually, I'll tell you what. So I equate this bubble situation to the end of the baseball season. And so Justin always, when he gets his off-season freedom, you know, it's like, it's kind of like getting out of the bubble. It's like, Mm -hmm. you got to celebrate, like, realize that you have nothing in front of you for months. Um, And the season always ends on a Sunday. So can't go get Chick-fil-A. So I'm thinking, all right, we got to roll the Chipotle. Okay. Okay. All right. I... I... I do like Chipotle. I do like Chipotle. The weird thing is I have to get the chips and I put the chips in the in the uh, burrito. That's my new that's thing. That's not weird at all. Oh, that's, no? No, that's brilliant. Okay. It gives okay. you that crunch and it gives you, it's a multidimensional eating experience. It is delicious. It is delicious. Oh, man. We don't have it in Japan. I would kill. I would kill right now for some Chipotle. Maybe you and Justin, before you leave, just open up a Chipotle franchise. You'll be the talk of Kobe and anywhere else you open open it up, Tokyo, Okinawa, wherever. And everybody's got Chipotles. Oh, I would stay here forever if there were Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> hey, open up in the Hashin Tiger Stadium. Get, right? Get, you know, you know, on that stadium, we could, that stadium had some really good food pretty sick right it they do they they they've got a nice uh smorgasbord whatever you have a taste for they've got it at nat stadium maybe you could do that at the hashin tiger stadium starting with chipotle would kill would kill all right we're gonna wrap it up with the bachelorette okay i know you're a big fan right oh i've got a bachelorette story for you i've got one okay we gotta get there we gotta get there all right the bachelorette season is now airing at long last now this whole thing started back in march i think they announced the bachelorette then it got suspended because of covid um then they started filming again in their own bubble um now i didn't watch because i can't watch in japan but i am a scholar of the bachelor franchise i follow the drama very closely so i followed as closely as i could and my takeaway here is that these guys these contestants the big moment wasn't will you accept this rose meaning they could move on it was you have tested negative for COVID-19, you may <laughs> enter the bachelor bubble. And these poor guys, they hadn't gotten a hug in like six months. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Nick, so go ahead. now they're safely dating and they're around other people. I mean, that kind of seems like an ideal situation for a young single person who's got nothing else to do. Maybe you're laid off or furloughed because of COVID. Why not go in the bachelorette? Ideal time. 
So I think uh, Nick Saban is sad because I think he was hoping to make it onto The Bachelorette. Um, mm-hmm. And now he's got COVID, unfortunately. I do find it weird. The crazy story that I have is last night, right? I think it was last night. It might have been the night before. I was turning on the television, and all I see is a lady in this beautiful gown handing a guy his suit of armor. And she put the helmet on. And I hope I'm not giving away the show if you plan to watch it when you get no, back. You're good. I okay. But she starts handing him all of this suit of armor. And I'm like, what, what is this? And she's like, here you go. Thank you. He's like, oh, thank you. And I wasn't fully listening to all of the words that were exchanged, but it was just bizarre. And I click info. I'm like, this is a bachelorette. Like, is she sending him off? Does he get to go again (laughs) tomorrow? (laughs) And then the weird thing is I feel like, and you could, you could help me out with this show. Then all of a sudden they cut to a camera of him walking off the set and you see this elaborate set um, setup in the, the crew in the background. You see a jib and all of these employees yeah. and people. It they seems like walking the off the wall. show. What yes. They do do that all the time? It's pretty much their production styles. They very much want to show that they are um, they're there on the scene. And, and the crew can sometimes be a part of the production. It's bizarre. Oh. It's okay. Bizarre. Actually, at one point, there was speculation that one of the contestants was um, was fond of a producer. Oh, wait, so, wait, wait. That was my really, other thing. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Really pulling back that fourth wall. I mean, we are seeing everything. Okay. Did they get together, this producer and the bachelor or bachelorette? Allegedly, no. No, but they, they would hang out and post about it on Instagram, like, once the season wrapped and so it kind of led people on a wild goose chase to try and figure out who won before the finale wow yeah 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 okay okay the other thing uh i had my second story bachelorette villain luke parker he has to pay the producers a hundred thousand dollars because he was ripping the show what yeah 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 he was talking bad about the show um, from Hannah Brown's season. I'm pulling up yeah, my link here. He was here. crazy. He was like predatory when like he was basically a stalker. Now, maybe the producers egged him on, but he got kicked off the show and came back like twice and yelled at her for dating the other men. And um, very odd. Very my odd. concern is, sure is there some mental issue? Event. I think so. You can't break away from the show. But I think they sign a non-disparagement agreement. So the contestants are allowed to, after the show, critique how the show was put on. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. He did. They did talk about, he talked bad about the show, but it said it was forbid him from unauthorized media appearances until one year after the Bachelorette's final episode. But Luke made several appearances before then. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, then it says, and then he breached the condition of the contract by speaking negatively about the show. So also the appearances as well mm-hmm. is what I needed to add on there. But mm-hmm. so he, he was like, but, but, but I bet he's a good villain that now people want Luke on the show again, cause he sells. 
that's true that's true but i think he was so toxic that he just made it very difficult he's it's gonna get his own show put him on big brother put him on love island he is big brother he would just show up in the background just creep in on the other contestant there you go so let's Maybe get some happens. odds let's get some odds that luke parker what are your odds that luke parker will end up back on the show or a show how about on, that on a show i think he'll end up on like cops or something oh cops is not <laughs> <laughs> he could honestly i could see him getting like pinned down chased by a bunch of cops oh no jamal okay he's a bad dude bad okay. dude okay yeah all right um, so no luke parker dig up all the tea no luke parker we don't like him Okay, well, I am a fan of whatever that guy's name is who um, was wearing that suit. Garner. And I wish, yeah, I wish I could uh, find out who who he is. But I'll now I got to I gotta go look him up. Or you can investigate <laughs> and let me know who he was because I felt bad for him with the armor and stuff. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, I had fun. Okay, I had Haley. a delightful time as always. Okay. You have a good night. I'll get my morning started off. You have a good day. Okay. Bye. All right. Later. Oh, Haley's comments. That was awesome. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, yeah, I didn't watch the Billboard Awards. I actually, it was really bizarre. So many things have been changed in their time zones and things like that. When I saw it come on, I was really confused. Like, wait, is a Billboard Music Awards is normally on this time? I couldn't even remember. Um, you know, I am sad. I'm going through withdrawal that the NBA bubble is over, or uh, the NBA bubble season is over. Um, and who knows when the NFL, uh, the NFL uh, will make my wishes, or really the Steelers will make my wishes come true. And today we're going to find out that they that the Steelers have signed Le'Veon Bell. I even read that some time ago the Steelers considered trading for him from the Jets, and they didn't. So that will be quite interesting what happens there. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a quick break here, and then we are going to come back with some more sports talk. The Props Network has you covered. If you want to bet on the NFL, just go to Where to Bet page on the PropsNetwork.com and get free bets and bonuses from legal sports betting sites in your state. Right now, you can get $20 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet, a 100% deposit match bonus from Bet Rivers, which is actually you know, far from Steeler Stadium, one of their uh, nice casinos, as well as exclusive sign-up bonuses from DraftKings, FanDuel, PointBet, BetMGM, and more. Remember, it's 21 and over to bet. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Okay, so I've got, I'm not doing an about face on the Houston Astros. I'm not, I'm not. But I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. And the reason why I am deciding to play devil's advocate here is because. How do I want to say it? I cannot figure out a good solution for what happens to the players as I am controlling all of this myself here. So I guess I need to change the caption here. 
what happens to a player once he leaves the Astros? What do you do with a player like a Justin Verlander who most of his career was with another team and then he happened to be on the Astros during this cheating scandal and they won a World Series? What do you do with those players, the Will Harris, who was on the Nats this past season after they won the World Series, beating Will Harris, who was with the Astros? Because it seems like there's no way to be able, there is nothing positive that could come of hating on the player or booing a player once they have left another team. And I don't know if that's even fair too, if that makes me backpedaling on the subject. I'm not. I do think overall the players should have suffered. I do think overall while the organization and the general manager and assistant GM and some employees, you know, took the brunt of the punishment, the players getting immunity and then ratting out Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, you know, because they weren't with the Astros anymore when, you know, everything kind of came out. So they were like, oh, yeah, we'll tell you what, what they did and what, you know, naming those names. But I just feel like it just seems like it's a no-win situation to feel that every player on that roster from the pitcher that didn't get into – I mean, heck, Mike Fires was on the team and a part of the scandal, and then he left, and then he was a whistleblower. So maybe there's a level of booing for him. I don't feel for the Astros. I uh, was happy that to see that Tampa Bay won the first three games. And I'm already shaking in my boots that Houston's won one game. Now, the likelihood of them coming back from being down 1-3 is unlikely. But I was hoping for a sweep. But the Astros won last night 4-3. I did not watch the game. I am not going to watch until they are done. I will not be watching any Houston Astros play baseball. But it's kind of weird because I also, I love Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker was, remember, I mean, I always liked him. Even with, he was with the Giants. I love the toothpick. Um, that was a, has been something that I always found to be fascinating, watching with the toothpick. But he used to be the Nats coach. So, you know, I, I like Dusty Baker. So that was another thing. I was like, oh, yeah, Dusty Baker is their coach there. And, I mean, how do you come into a situation like that and have to rectify or be the, the manager that is protecting the players and this team in this situation? Um, it just seems like it's it's – kind of a, a no-win situation for a manager to come in and have to protect a player and player, excuse me, protect players and speak up for them as a manager when you had nothing to do with the scandal and you want to move forward. 
I understand that. But in reality, you can't move forward. We are always going to remember this scandal. So Tampa Bay Rays, thank you so much. I appreciate you at least going up 3-1. And I am hoping against hope that you are going to close out. Please, please, let's close out this season, okay? We got games today. We've got Tampa Bay Rays at the Astros at 5.07 on TBS. And we've got Dodgers Braves at 8 o'clock. Now, that is one thing that I do like. I do like that baseball playoffs, and maybe part of it is a pandemic as well, is um, immediate. I like the games, how fast they happen, that they're daily. You get to really engulf yourself in the playoffs. And maybe that's because for better for, so here's my thing. I always say, if I'm looking at an athlete, I think the most impressive athletes are hockey players. They've got to hit like football players. They got to, they you're using sticks and a puck. So they got to follow this little puck. It's very um, skillful the way they have to wear skates. And they're just as good as skaters as like figure skaters. They're really good the way they can stop and start, speed up, slow down, jump. You know, they're the conditions, you know, they're wearing gear almost like football players. So I think that hockey's at the top of the list. And I'm just going to talk about the major top four. So skillful, I say hockey first, football second, basketball third, baseball last. In terms of recovery time, being able to come back from one game to the next and play. And I'm sure there's some people like, no, I disagree with you. Hey, we're all going to have disagreements, but that's where I put it. And I think baseball can do, if you don't agree with me, you got to agree that to an extent they can because they can play games every day. Football can't play games every day. Hockey and basketball cannot possibly play a game every single day. But baseball players can. So I like that about baseball. I don't want to knock it about baseball. I'm happy. I'm happy that I get to see baseball. And that makes me happy. Now, let's look at some lines here. We've got Dodgers Braves at minus two and a half. If you want to go with the Dodgers at plus 105. The over-under runs at 9 for the total runs at minus 110. Money line, 223 for the Dodgers, plus 195 for the Braves. If I look at the previous games, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, game 3, 15 to 3. I mean, wow, those are a lot of runs. The game before that, it was eight to seven. Braves won. Dodgers should have in game two. They did not. Game one, five to one. Braves over the Dodgers. So that two and a half money line, that's tough. Where do you go with it? You had four runs in game one that separated the two teams. One run in game two. And then you had 12 runs in game three. I would take the Braves at plus two and a half, at minus 129. 
That's what I would take. Now, I love the MLB parlays, Dodgers to win, and the over at nine and a half total runs, Braves to win, and over seven and a half total runs, and Dodgers to win, and both teams score five plus runs. Which one do I like the most? I'm going with Braves to win in over two and a seven and a half total runs at plus 400. If I'm taking a parlay bet, I think I may take that. I think I may take that. And then if you look at the series winners, you've got Rays at plus 120, Braves at plus 240, Dodgers at plus 240, and Astros at plus 1600. So the Astros are done. But you could take a, you know, I love flyers. You could take a flyer on the on the Astros. Maybe they'll get the trash cans back out and the center field camera, you know, now they'll use their Apple Watch or something like that to be able to see what's going on. I don't know. I shouldn't say that about them. They're not going to do it again. I know. I know. It's not fair. But um, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. Uh, but how could you not go with the Astros? I mean, excuse me, the Rays at plus 120 to win it all. I feel like they are the best team. Second best right now are the Braves. I guess you don't know when the, where the series will go. But I feel like the the Braves have they they are the stronger, more well rounded team. Um, but the Dodgers and the Braves have both swept their opponents up until now. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm torn. But I, but I think the Braves are just the better the better team, and the Rays are the best team in the American League. So I imagine that both teams will both teams will uh be in the World Series. Now, um I am not going to look at the um Astros and Rays. Uh let's see what happens in that series. Um but obviously I want Tampa Bay to win. That's what I that's what I want. Okay. So now it's – I'm going back to college football. Earlier I said I couldn't find the line for the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama roll tide uh, for Georgia and Alabama. Georgia is plus four at 108. The over-under is at 56 points, over at minus 112, 56, under 56 points at minus 109. I am just not into college football the way that I should be. I don't know what it is about college football right now that I just am not into it. I I find that the You, there's the uncertainty with whether teams are going to play or not. The schedule, I'm still uncomfortable with the fans. Um, and, and I just feel like I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not into it. And then add to that the heartbreak with my alma mater, the University of Pittsburgh. To get as high of a ranking as 
21 and then lose two straight games by one point to NC at home against NC State and then on the road against Boston College. Don't you ever feel like, you know, you're in a season unless you're into, you know, which I do like a lot about being able to bet on games, although there's some sports I've never really bet on on a regular basis, which is college football, college basketball, and the NFL, never really, never bet on those. Um, certainly not on a regular basis. You know, I think one time in summer league, I put some money down on the Washington football team to win the Super Bowl, which was a real long shot, not going to happen, but that's it. I'm like, ah, I don't really bet on it. But, um, It's not that it's – if your team is doing well, I feel like you're into it. You know, I like a good matchup. I'll watch Georgia and Alabama at 8 o'clock tonight. You know, so anytime you get like two top five teams going at it, okay, I'll watch. But I'm, I'm not into college football right now. Um, I was into it a little bit more. Um, and I followed the Pittsburgh Panthers, and I was excited when they were 3-0 and and they got in the top 25, and then now they're out of the top 25. But I don't, I, I've just never really gotten into it a lot and uh, enough to really be vested. So to that end, to that end, I'm going to bring someone on starting next week to talk a little bit about college football. I want to tell you who it is. Hopefully um, you will enjoy it. We'll talk. We'll kind of review the weekend games, see how his bets did, and we'll look to the next week. And, um, yeah, we're going to start doing some college football. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to Pittsburgh playing at Miami. Um, maybe they can bounce back in that game. Um, well, it's a long shot, but anytime you get to play the U and you can beat the U, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. That would be exciting for me. So there you have it, college football. I'm going to be talking some college football starting Monday, and I know it sounds ridiculous. I'm saying I'm going to start be talking college football, and I – also just said I don't really like college football enough that I watch it on a regular basis. But bottom line is um, I'm going to do more. How about that? I'm going to watch more. Uh, to the NFL, as I started the show with the NFL, and I'm going to end the show with the NFL. I'm really worried about this season. I don't know if you all are worried about the season. The Atlanta Falcons, now sources are saying, based on the ESPN.com report, that facilities are closing. I just don't know. I just, I just, I just feel like At some point, 
you are going to have a a situation where the season is going to have to be like um, the NBA and the NHL. That we are going to be in a state where there's going to be a report when we're watching whatever channel you watch, NFL Network, ESPN, listen to this podcast, whatever the case may be, where we're going to be talking about the NFL season going into February and March. I believe that. And this is not a knock on the NFL for continuing to play the season. I think it's okay and that they are going to play the season. I understand their reasons for playing the season. And as a former employee of a NBA team and part of that bigger umbrella of professional sports, you feel for the employees, the full-time, part-time, game day staff, whatever the case may be, who need that money, who need those jobs. And you feel for the fans that want to play. You feel for the players. I mean, for the fans that want to watch. You feel for the players that want to play. The owners that this is a business. Maybe for some of the owners, this is their only business. They're not billionaires that have other businesses, and this is just something they want to do. It's a hobby or a dream. So you feel for everyone in this situation. So I don't fault the NFL for getting started. I am just, I feel like we are at a point where it's now time to think about it's not now time to think about what am i talking about they're going to they've already been thinking about it probably for the past three or four weeks that at some point they're going to say we're going to have to push back the playoffs because we can't keep juggling this season pushing back games now the falcons is probably going to, they're probably going to, have to look at games for their next two weeks and trying to move those games um you know, I mean, you think about Cam Newton, he rejoins the Pats, but, you know, are other players going to test positive? The Pats game was uh, against the Denver Broncos, is now going to be on uh, Sunday at home. Um, but that game was postponed. It's it's a lot of going back and forth, and it's okay. if the, It's okay, NFL. That's my last thing here. It's okay, NFL, if you have to do what you have to do and move the season. Not that I matter anyway. But I uh, applaud all sports, all businesses. I feel for you. You, you want to keep going as long as we stick to the protocol. Wear the masks. Wear the masks. Wear the masks. And if the season goes until February, March, I'm good. And I'm sure you'll be good, too, because that just means more football. And who is always sad when the football season ends, whether your team is no longer in the playoffs and they played their last game or and or they were eliminated and never made it to the playoffs or they were in the Super Bowl and they lost in the Super Bowl. No matter what, you're always sad when your season ended. And if we get a longer football season into March and April, so be it. I'd be happy, and I know you would be too. Thanks for watching this morning. Hope you enjoyed uh, Just for Sport here on the Props Network, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channel. 
Thank you very much for uh, watching. Shout out to Brittany Zamora for joining the chat, saying Le'Veon Bell to the NFC East champ Eagles. I don't know. I'd like to see him in the Steelers uniform again, black and gold. That's my show. Keep watching the Props Network for the walk-on with Joel Walkowski and more on all of our uh, channels that we have. Appreciate the support. Uh, If you're listening, you'll be hearing this as a podcast. Please leave a review. Thank you. Ciao for now.